I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Myers. I'm James Adassa Stewart. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we are hunting Lucent Nargacuga. And his son played the mash. They played the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a Jericho coming down. Now you know. Oh, bring the wall down. Nargacuga, clad in radiant fur that live in fog shrouded lands. Listen, Nargacuga, hide in the night's fog and moonlight. Springing assaults with neither shape nor shadow. Astounding agility and marvellous mobility make them difficult to capture with the naked eye. The throng of toxic tail spikes they launch make these wyverns perilous beasts indeed. Beneath the brightly shining moon, it does not merely bask in the light, but absorbs the moon's brilliance and uses it as a veil. And with unmatched speed, death comes swiftly. An elegant and gracious form, never witnessed by its prey. Halfway through that description, I thought you were delivering it in like a manner like you were doing like slam poetry or something like that. <laughs> I, I, was I, really, I, I was really getting into it. I paused in certain sections, I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> I was really getting into it, I was like, yeah, marvellous mobility, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he had to keep his teeth moist. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's a reference that isn't even going to make sense by the time this episode comes out yeah, every single week on this podcast we one. make jokes about the hunt yeah. that they haven't heard yet uh, I suppose the listeners like it it gives them a little taste yeah a little, a little taste <laughs> but uh, we got a big taste of uh, a monster that I don't think you or I have fought before until this game look right I No, I'd never fought it, but I've wanted to for a long time. This is like a white whale for me. Yes. Because I think we... When we did our Nargacuga episodes many, many moons ago, um, back in the Generation days, we were... Well, back then, obviously, we spoke about the subspecies link to each monster mm-hmm. rather than giving them a full episode. But um, it did sound out of the Nargacuga you know, variant subspecies easily the coolest of the bunch oh yeah like yeah um, well i mean i remember saying at the time that i got big predator vibes off nagakuga and that was definitely influenced by the fact that i knew this one existed right yeah. that turns invisible yeah. and then you've also got you know glowing red lights in the forest yeah. is a big thing so yeah the overall vibe of Nagakuga was influenced by the fact that I knew this especially cool subspecies existed. But I never got to fight it. But Jas, did you fight it back in the three U days? Yeah, I fought it a handful of times, yeah. It's changed, like, that's what I like about the uh, returning, like, they've changed it up, like, a fair bit. Like, it's, I would say it's, like, moveset's completely different in Sunbreak than it was in the older games. I, yeah, I could imagine, like, stuff like the 
Not just like the pace. Not just like the. It's not just like the pace of it, like pouncing about, but like it seems to go in and out of like being invisible, like way more often in Sunbreak. I think that's maybe to do with uh, the overall game speed of Sunbreak and Rise being faster than back in the day. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it was just like. I don't know if it was just a case of like yeah, it's just obviously the old game versus the new one. Like it's definitely the reason. Mm. But I was going to say like I really like in the. And sunbreak, the sunbreak version, uh, when it does go invisible, it almost like kind of leaves little, little puffs of smoke and mist, like to from its previous pose, before it like kind of yes. fully disappears and then like launches a new attack from like a different direction. Like that's a really cool touch that I like from like this rework. It Listen, reminds me a bit, and I don't know if it does it to the same degree, but it's not. It's not easy to um, avoid drawing a comparison to this about uh, Camellios. Like, doesn't doesn't Camellios leave like a almost like an imprint of where it was when it kind of goes about as well? Or am I getting that totally uh, conflated with? Well, that just one went? of the big things with Camellios is Camellios has to do the mist to turn invisible. True. And like, it's part of the law. Part of the law thing is like, oh, it's refracting the mist, and that's why it's invisible. Mm. And then Nagakuga's just like, now nah, I can just turn invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently it's reflecting. It's because it's like got silverish, like fur. Apparently it does it. To, it reflects the fur off the moonlight. That's why you always fight it in the fortress and at night. Okay. Because it's reflecting off the moonlight to go invisible. I mean, we haven't talked about it, but the uh, it's in a unique area, right? In Rhyme Sunbreak. Yeah. Do you want to start by going into I... a bit about the like? This is an old area they brought back, right? The fortress. All right. Okay. That? It is old, but yeah, it is all old. Is this where you would have fought it back in um, the previous game as well? I want to say it was in the same place, yeah. It's a very cool locale. I'm sure this was in Generations, Luke. You know that, the the arena that we fought losing in. Okay. Like, I want to say... You're probably right. Because they just I want to say it's maybe not at night, but I'm sure there's a quest where you fight the Fated Four, back-to-back in that arena. Mm. Whether it's in Double Cross or Base Generations, I don't know, but I, I distinctly remember that being a quest. That, um, okay. This is like maybe a Double Cross thing. Like, yeah. With all the Fated Four together like that in like one arena. Like and I was about... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's... Yeah, that's that was definitely in... Definitely in um, either Double Cross or Gen. So... But yeah, it's, it's a cool arena. It definitely, um, I, th- I think it makes monsters like Lucent Nargakura feel that bit more special and that bit more important. Like they're not just out and out in the wild, like your your base Nargakura. It makes. Well, it... that's especially in this game, um, because of the very open maps and the fact that most monsters were in a map and there was a couple other monsters there as well. None of the monsters in Rise and Sunbreak really felt like they had their own place mm. or their own arena mm. in the same way that this does. A couple of them did. I mean, like, Gormagala had and Chagramagala had, like, the big, almost like, throne area, like, at the top of yeah. the Citadel map. And obviously, Malzeno has his area and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I get and what must, you mean. Must would always do a good job of when we were doing going through Rise, like, pointing out how each monster felt like. Oh, this one feels like this bit of the map is its territory and stuff like that. Yeah. 
but not on the same scale of this one has a, a yeah i'm going to say like with the, that's the thing with like the fortress like area in general like that's where typically like in a lot you see it in a lot of event quests and just general quests like even they've even got a bit of it in sunbreak where it's like the best the best of the best monsters like appear in the fortress area like listen mm. gold and silver wraths things like that like it's, yeah, it's a real like, like boss battle yeah it's the arena. boss battle arena basically all the best best of the best monsters like they'll go there mm. like, kind of basically it's a fighting ground almost for the monsters and visually it um because if you've got like that big moon there and you're on like a sort of a castle type arena and then you've got that very beautiful spacey night sky i got big elden ring vibes yeah I, I, I didn't catch that really at all myself, but... Yeah, I can... it's kind of like the sea off a well, right? Like when you go down that big lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see it, yeah. I can see it. I, or I like definitely... fighting um, Renala. I would say, yeah, I could see the Renala comparison mm. more than that, but that's yeah, just yeah. obviously the big, obvious, big the big moon and everything that comes in that fight. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have really thought about it had you not said it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. If it because it's an area from an older game, it does predate Elden Ring, but true. That Can game that took a big old chunk of my mind. <laughs> yeah, Miyazaki was a hack all along, just stealing content from Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. Yeah, knew he was a phony. Well, if only he'd he'd stolen How to Fight Dragons from Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, speaking of fighting dragons, should we talk about how we fight this, not dragon, <laughs> but this creature? Flying wyvern? This wyvern? Pseudo wyvern? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I've said many times that Nagakuga is my favourite fight. Yes. And there's, there's, he still fights a lot like a Nagakuga, just a few extra tricks thrown in there, and then also, like, the speed and the ferocity is turned up. And the mm. poison, poison Like you were saying, you well. got caught got caught off guard because he does the tail swipe twice now. Not the swipe, the sort of slam. I think... Am I not right in saying, like... Nog can do that sometimes, I think. Jirak Nogakuga does do it as well, but he's, like, usually when he's enraged. Yeah. It's just, like, he's more... Lucent's, like, kind of more floaty with it, so, like, the timing's kind of slightly different, and it kind of throws me off because I fight a lot of normal Nogakugas. So, Lucent, like, kind of fight him, like, the tail slam is, like, kind of slightly delayed between... Two hits. I mean, I, th- I think, like you said, like as a first bit of post-game content, like uh, to kind of entice people to come back, they might have put the game down, like myself. It's with it being such a fan favorite monster as Narga Kuga, you know, like they they definitely knew what they were doing in picking that fight, um, and just because base Narga is so much fun as it is. I actually think, though, I prefer Lucent to base, not just because of his extra tricks, which we'll come on to there, but I think maybe because he's just so much bigger than base Nargakuga, he's a bit easier to hit, whereas I find Nargakuga can sometimes be a bit annoying with how much he bounces around. Um, I did have that problem with Lucent just because he is an absolute unit. That's fair. I mean, I like Narg because it kind of feels more like a duel in a way. Yeah. Whereas obviously you can't get that with this guy because he's so big. 
But then, yeah, he is. De- especially when there's like three of us fighting like we were just now. Yeah, I mean, that helps. <laughs> that always helps. A big, mon- a big <laughs> monster is obviously always better in that situation. Yes. And then with regular Nagakuga, when it does its little spikes that it launches, they always felt kind of pointless. They don't do that much damage. He's not usually at that kind of range. Whereas, yeah, making them poison, and then he gets the extra attacks where he can do, like, mm. the purple rain, or he can do that ring of them and it's stuff. swapped it around. They're that. much more relevant. They've swapped the spike, like the tail spikes from normal Nagakuga, in a couple of games where, I think, what's saying, like, Generations, they done bleed? Or in 4 Ultimate, maybe? Yes. Uh, yeah, you might be And right, then the other ones, like, later, and then I think in here, in Sunbreak, he, no, they don't was do it not, um, We're speaking about another subspecies variant. Was it not uh, Silverwind that did bleed? Yeah, you might be right. I don't think it was just the regular confused, match. Because yeah. um, there's also that green one as well. Which, again, we haven't... Green <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> just bigger than anything. That's the only real difference. Because uh, it's worth putting out, in the Japanese games, most of these guys don't have a name. So the hunt would still... It would just say Nagakuga, but the picture would be a little bit different. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you prefer that or not? Uh, I mean, it is. Sometimes they do give them cool names, and it does add a bit of extra spice. But on the other hand, like if you were playing a game, and then it's just like you came across an ugly cougar, like wait a minute, this nug looks different, and you go to the hunt, and it's like wow, that one was wacky. I get maybe it has the feel of like finding a shiny Pokemon. I think I would like it more how it's set up in the Japanese games. I never knew that. But like, yeah, I always thought they. I think, had, I think had, I would had, like. I thought they said they had the normal name, so it would be like for listen Nargaguka. It was like Nargaguka, special variant or like rare. Oh yeah, maybe it does something like that sometimes. Ah, uh, so the yeah, way yeah. I, the way I visited from how you described it was that it just said Nargaguka, but the picture was slightly different, and you'd be like, oh, what's that? And I think for a first time playthrough, like if you were first encountering the monsters as you were going through the game, you'd be like, that's a bit odd, and then you get this nice mm-hmm. surprise of a spicier version yeah of that would be exciting but um i guess now that i think about it a bit more like on repeat playthroughs you're just like okay i want to find listen oh, i've got to find the right color it only looks slightly different you're looking for that icon yeah, the icon yeah that, that would maybe get a bit annoying so i can kind of see why they've done it the way they've yeah. done it it's, uh, and it's not a big deal like saying oh okay it's a subspecies mm. you still get the nice fight after all at the end of it um yeah but yeah, the uh, my favorite attack that it does that uh, obviously is nowhere present in the regular Nagakuga is the big poison purple rain ring that it does. Mm. Um, I think because it is a bigger monster than you know you are, especially multiple hunters, you are surrounded a lot more often. I think it needed a move like this to kind of just go, you know, watch yourself. You can't just wail on this guy relentlessly like you would think you might be able to. Um, mm. And I think it is quite a cool visual, just seeing it kind of um, come out in waves around it. Yeah, he does it. Diff- he does it in different patterns as well. Like there's a big circular one, and there's one that just goes kind of in a straight line as well. A straight line, yeah, like a, like a big row. That's it. Um, and it hurts. Like if you get hit by that, especially if you get hit by a couple of the circle ones in a row, if you're trying to get away, because your instinct is, I need to roll away from this move. I need to get away from this. Um, and it, I think the first time I we thought that I was getting hammered by the the rings because I just 
muscle memory is like, I need to roll away from the big scary move, and then it would catch me on the second ring, and you kind of have to train your brain a little bit differently to roll in yep. as opposed to rolling out, and uh, it keeps it keeps you in the fight as well rather than backing off the heel, which is again is always good, always good being in amongst the action. So yeah, thumbs up to that move. For me, the hunt we just did a couple times, I rolled into the monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was between the monster and the ring. And that actually was a good chance to wail on it because it felt like it, it was just concentrating on shooting that ring. It was just kind mm-hmm. of sad. Yeah, yeah, he stops, yeah. That's definitely so happening. If you, get, if you get in there close, then it's actually a good opportunity to get in. Totally. But that, yeah, that kind of cool risk-reward is always good in the monster. I think the... What feels like almost in a way the culmination of Nargakuga as a monster, where it does the it goes you know totally invisible, and then all you see are the two red eyes leaving like kind of yeah. red streaks <laughs> as it hops about. That feels like that's come about since Nargakuga was first kind of teased. And I don't know if you've ever seen the trailer for or is it Freedom? Is it Freedom free, United? Uh, Freedom, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Scooty. kind of like in the trees, and you can kind of see the red eyes is all you actually see. Like this move, as I said, just feels like this is Nagakuga in its purest essence. But that's kind of what I was getting at when I was saying this was. Um, I'd always got a bit of Predator vibes, but this is the one that fully realizes it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Because, yeah, it is just that red eyes, you can't see anything else sort of looming at you through the forest. And that move you mentioned as well is brand new, like to Sunbreak as well, where he does go, like, yeah, it's like uh, big, massive, really? like tail slam, yeah, like where he's like hopping about, all you see is his eyes, and then he reveals himself with a big tail slam that's interesting because that felt like that would have been its signature move that would have been in there from the word go and then like stuff that stuff like the big purple ring was well, maybe a what I can remember obviously it was a long time ago since I last like fought in like <laughs> in the third gen like he seemed to kind of an old gen obviously he just shot more of his like poison spikes and he'd occasionally go invisible and you'd, you'd hop about and the only way to kind of like spot him was like the mist would kind of move about like on the ground where he was hopping like you'd see him like knocking the mist in the fog oh kind of a like um so they still had a little bit of that the fog thing like in the older games but like obviously they just turned that up to 10 with sunbreak what were you just saying about the mist moving around that gives me from software vibes that they used to think of uh priscilla Mm. one or like the fog Mm. ghost forest watch the yeah Yes, very fun fight, and um, one I was glad I kind of turned the game back on for. Uh, they they brought me back in, and I played the post game for a good little chunk after the losing update. So, well done, Capcom. Yeah, he's got like really like cool armor as well, like like full out. Like I know Nagakuga usually gives you like evasion skills, but like listen, like kind of dials that right up, and it pairs really well like with the Gold Rathian stuff which which they added like a new skill and like it's honestly it's my like favorite mix set in sunbreak now where you pair like your parent evasion to proc a status like weapon so like to get paralysis off or like poison off or sleep if you wanted to but paralysis it's best with paralysis like it's just you can if you're playing solo you can get like but 10 paralysis in like one hunt if not more if you're getting your dodges in properly such a fun thing to play about with. 
but he said it's got good armor. I was, uh, I, I guess you're talking about the scales because I had a yeah, the scales. Yeah. I was like, this yeah, is it looks exactly like Naga. <laughs> I was like, is it really that good? But like, <laughs> yeah, not obviously the same. It's, mo- uh, yeah, it's, it's more the yeah, scales. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It's just a fun playstyle because like, you don't in Rising and Sunbreak you don't dodge things that often. You're always using your wirebug moves to like counter attack like monsters. Like so, it's like kind of a bit of a throwback to like actually purposely like dodging monsters attacks hey look yeah what does lucent mean <laughs> it, it actually means like glowing and reflecting light it's usually used um to talk about the moon specifically like right. a lucent moon would be a very bright moon fits in with the Way it fits in, but then it, it just amuses me that it means the opposite of invisible. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it's very, like, they are quite good, especially with the subspecies of giving them, like, very poetic names. It's never just, like, you know, fire. It's something a bit more interesting. Yes. Invisible so. Nogakuka. Yeah, right. <laughs> So yeah, you got to give him props for that. It's not just James Bond's invisible car. I forgot they did that. Yeah. <laughs> so with a more interesting start on talking about the. Uh, variants and subspecies that rise in this sorry sunbreak has to offer uh we're going to go back to talking about some of the base game creatures which we maybe don't have as much to say but we're going to bring them together and do a little medley on four of those little crit- critters um which four i'm going to tease you you're going to have to tune in next time to find out until then look where can they find us they can find us on twitter at monster mash pod also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just make sure you search Monster Mash Podcast. Like and subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends about it. Um, and if you want to help support the podcast, keep it online. You can go to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. And there you'll find links to the other podcasts that we create. And hey, Jazz. Jazz? Yes? <laughs> <laughs> You're not dodging the question. But <laughs> no, 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 I'm not dodging. I was waiting for you to ask it. <laughs> what are they going to tweet this week at uh, hey. our erstwhile missing host, Andyman949? Yeah, tweet at Andyman949 and ask him, does he even like Monster Hunter anymore? Oh, God, the heart. He may be disappointed by the answer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, catch his next time. See you.